Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. So it turns out that even though we're constantly reporting on movie news, I completely missed, or maybe I forgot, that Dwayne Johnson wasn't going to be appearing in DC's upcoming Shazam. Uh, but we've got some Black Adam news, so hopefully that'll catch me up and remind me of what's going on. I honestly thought you were joking. Yeah. We have talked about it on this very podcast. I mean, I know we have. Yeah, I we mean, have. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me, though, if we get a, a tag at the end. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been signed on to play Black Adam for a long time. Where Where has he been? Anyway, we've got, we've got news. We've got is news. he making Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies, Jumanji movies? All the movies. But there's also some unexpected James Gunn news which isn't related to the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I look forward to talking about that one. Speaking of talking, before we get to movie news, we'll start with a little bit of trailer talk. I'll say a little bit. Let's start with <laughs> Avengers Endgame. This trailer, which is the final trailer, the second and final Came out of nowhere. Did not expect this. So this is a like it's been confirmed as the final. The final. I will take I mean, your the movie it. is out in what a month. Yeah. yeah. So this is the final trailer. And at first, it got posted, or where I first saw the link, it wasn't like Marvel Studios. It was like another site, and I started playing it. And because it was just like a filtered black and white version of right previous off, footage, like a fake, uh, I thought it was fake, or like a fan edit kind of thing. And I stopped it, oh. and then the internet exploded. Got my attention. I went back and watched this trailer. A little bit of behind the behind the scenes. I actually messaged you and I was like, "Have you watched it? Is it safe?" By the time we get, you know, this is the third sort of piece of marketing for for this movie. This is where you, you know, if you're going to get spoiled by stuff, it's going to be in here. It, it's fairly safe. It's fairly safe. I'll see. Oh, it's very safe. I mean, we get some new suits. There's a couple of mystery characters. We get Hawkeye training the young girl. Is this? Kate Bishop, also known as Hawkeye in the comics, or is it him training his daughter and she disappears in the snap and we're seeing Hawkeye before the events of Infinity War? I could, I reckon I could predict maybe an opening scene and, uh, you know, this could happen. Opening scene, we catch up with Hawkeye. It's before the snap. Hawkeye is, you know, training his daughter. They're just sort of playing out there, doing stuff. She's obviously quite skilled. They go inside maybe to see the rest of the family and then poof, they're gone right in front of his eyes. Title card. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that's what you... Okay. Yeah, yeah. and then jump know. forward, we catch up to the rest of the Avengers back at the base. What, the young girl, she goes as well? Yeah, definitely. Because I'm thinking it could be... Do you reckon she could be... Maybe she, her and, and Papa Yeah, Hawkeye, like yeah. Two, two Hawkeyes yeah. or a Hawkeye and a Ronan. Maybe that's how they do it. And just like you know, the MCU does it, it's a bit free and loose and it'll adapt characters from the comics to fit alongside... They'll change things, Like yeah. characters that they've already established on the big screen. So it could be the Kate Bishop character, but now it's his daughter. But there's lots of other stuff happening, but I want to stay on Hawkeye for a little bit longer. Let's, um, let's talk about his hair. His, his mohawk. Mo Hawk. <laughs> like, I just, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? It's gone for a different look. Have you seen? There's been a few sort of, you know, memes and stuff already on the interwebs. Um, there's one where it's like Thanos snaps his fingers and just his hair disappears, fizzles at the side. That's there's, my favorite. There was one I saw. It was like when when your hairdresser gets killed by Thanos mid haircut. Beautiful. When we first saw Ronan in the other trailer. 
and it was wet and his hair slicked back. It looked, oh, okay, I can go with it. But when it's all like bouncy and I don't know, it's, I mean, hey, the guy's made a choice. He's no longer <laughs> Hawkeye, he's Ronan. This is what we're let's calling just, for this let's, let's, let's go with it. What else? Uh, so Hawkeye's hair, we've covered that. Mm. There's a little bit more action in this trailer. like A little bit towards the end. I mean, you don't see any context of anything that's happening. There's just sort of a lot of like action poses. Once again, into... Hawkeye. More Hawkeye. There's <laughs> yeah. that big ball of fire. Is it like Look, the, Hawkeye's in the doing... corridor or the pipe? Whatever yeah, it is. he's like running through like a tunnel. It explodes behind yeah, him. Very cool. Maybe that's how he loses his hair. Uh, yeah, it <laughs> just burns off the singes. I made it, but not... But thinking head. about it now, he's really... Getting a lot of attention in this trailer. Mm. Or are we just remembering it that way? Well, know. if they're still going by the rule that um, they've only used the first 20 or 30 minutes of, of, of the movie in this footage, maybe the start of the movie is very heavy Hawker. We've said it before on the podcast, but toys have got a lot to answer for. They really should delay the release of toys. <laughs> because these new Avengers suits, which I, I believe are the, the Quantum Realm suits. Well, that's what people have been saying. So yeah. We saw these designs months ago in toy form, and I guess a lot of people just assumed maybe it's not real, or maybe it's just to sell toys. It did kick on, though, people were it's doing in the mock movie. art and stuff of, of those suits. But if they're used for a specific purpose, completely fine, with them wearing matching outfits. Yeah, no, I think going by the trailer, there's a lot of them in their normal gear and stuff like that. This trailer, for the first time, it shows us Tony and Nebula back on Earth. How do you feel about... I mean, look, we know that they were going to get back. The thing, though, is we've been duped by the Russos before. Remember the Infinity War trailer? Right, with... We saw Hulk in Wakanda, for example. Never happened. Never happened. And that was intentional. And there Mm. were a few other scenes as well where things had been changed. Very interesting. From the trailer to the movie. So maybe, as brief as it is, we could be seeing some misdirection here. Like all the Avengers in their new outfits, one of those characters we see in the trailer might not actually be in that scene at all. That's actually meant Could to just think be about, yeah. Just throwing us off. What else do we get? Thor meets <laughs> Captain Marvel. That little bit of a stinger at the end, and it's weird. We've got two two characters that are, you know, very well rehearsed in like the the greater cosmos of the universe, both quite powerful. And suddenly, you know, I'm getting a bit of a vibe. Smiles. And it was a really good scene. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't see them too, sort of, and it might not be anything, but, you know, Jane Foster's not around. Not that Captain Marvel needs a, you know, a man or anything, but, you know. No, but they don't need to be romantically involved. Like, look at the relationship between Black Widow and Captain America. Very good chemistry. Great yeah. chemistry in Winter Soldier. Yet there's not, you know, a love story there. The chemistry between Thor and Rocket Raccoon, that was very... <laughs> <laughs> Rocket Raccoon and War Machine. Yeah. Give me some of that. Moved, that looks he, awesome. he moved on from Thor, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, that, that was pretty cool. Brief, but just seeing them together, that was an interesting pair. I think they just need to spice up War Machine a little bit, add in, add in uh, something else. The tagline, whatever it takes. Yeah, they repeat that like a few it. times. And there's lots of speculation <laughs> that time travel is going to play a big part in this. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Like, there's so much speculation, and we will move out of trailer talk soon (laughs) after we talk about the other trailers. But there's talk of time travel or potentially, like, one fixed point in the past being changed, which will have a ripple effect and change the present-day MCU. 
Because we've got to think like there's actors in this movie that have been playing these roles for a long time that are mm. either coming to the end of the contracts. Are we going to see these characters die? Are they going to move on and be mentioned off screen? Is the present day going to be rewritten? So how if, we know it? I think there's if, so many variables. If there is, like you said, one key point and time travel is involved and there's one key point that will create that ripple, I think the further back they go, the more like crazy it'll be. Like, if you go back even just to the, you know, like the new the Tatari invasion, that'll change so much. That'll change like two phases worth of movies one person, history. Though, I think Captain America. Now, what do you think? My favourite MCU character. But if you went back and what happened to him never happened, that, that would, could change the MCU drastically. So all you're thinking, what, he never gets frozen, he goes to that dance, he lives a happy life with Peggy. It's actually kind of sick and twisted, you know, like she, her husband, you know, the man he, she eventually falls in love with, her whole life that she lives just gets erased. Her, you know, the the, the spawn, whatever you call them, the descent, her descendants... Children? Children, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it rewrites a bit too much. And it, so, you know, I'm not saying... I mean, that could or couldn't happen, but just as an example, I think he is a character that's been around long enough and touched enough lives and he's been present for all these big events. If he wasn't to have the life that he had, could drastically change things. I mean, Endgame, it sounds like they're potentially going to be doing like a soft reboot. Yeah, but... Not recasting, but, you know... The old guard moving away. If Kate Bishop, the young Hawkeye, is in this, are we going to see other young Avengers? Is is that where they're going to be going? I'm all for like a change in things moving forward. Absolutely, and I expect that from this. But I don't. I just don't see a, unless they ignore the rules of time travel, the basic rules. If you go back and change something, unless it only affects Captain America and he spawns off into a new timeline and the rest carries on. I don't know, like. It'll wipe out everything. Every single detail, chaos theory, you know, the butterfly effect, everything will be changed. Every movie we've watched will be different. We'll have... I, I think if we carry on, the whole podcast could just be this. We, could, we could just do... We, we do need to move on. <laughs> Aladdin. Aladdin, look. Aladdin got a good trailer. <laughs> we we, we laugh last left off with this. The, tra- the we last trailer or concerned. the first trailer I was concerned. Like a teaser. You know, I, just like most people, I was saying, like, where's my blue genie? And we good. got him, and I'm like, take him back. Now this trailer turned me around. It looks fun. Pretty much every single concern and issue I had, except for Jafar, every single issue, um, yeah, I'm off. I'm like, this looks good. This looks a lot better. Jafar still looks, it'll sound like a whiny... Oh, Jafar is just, the weak link in the trailer. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's still bad. I don't know what Aladdin, Jasmine, Genie especially, and Genie was who I was worried about. Will Smith, he, I mean, he yeah, should be no surprise, really. Like Will Smith, he's got so much charisma. He's a funny guy, and, and he's I, good in this. I like how they're doing, you know, like he's going to be in like a human disguise during points. I like that. That's good. Um, they, they throw in a, a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air joke, if you caught it. Is a bit, but the prince. Oh yeah, but that's a bit where yeah. it's like it's what he says. Have you seen my I, palace? Oh yeah, but he's like, I want to, I want a prince. Like I want to be a prince. He yeah. says something. It's yeah. like you know, that's a there's a bit of grey area. So you have got to be very specific what you're wishing for. Yeah, and then like in the distance, yeah, just, like, a, a prince appears wearing yeah. like the colours. It's literally. Have you seen my palace? I didn't realise I should have, I guess, but that was a callback to Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. But just in general, I thought it was a good, a good gag. There's lots of good gags in here, and as well as getting this trailer, we've got a little bit of casting news as well. Alan Tudyk is voicing the parrot. 
Yeah. What's his name? Iago. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Tudyk is voicing the poet. Okay. Iago. There we go. Yeah. I wonder if he'll do, you know, sort of like that Iago voice or if he'll bring his own sort I of mean, thing to it. in the original movie, was it, um, oh, what is he? Uh, is that like Beatty Bob, guy? Like... Uh, Gilbert Gottfried? He was in Problem Child. He sure. Was, he played uh, Mixes Piddlick in the Superman animated series. I think it's him. You know, he's got a real shouty voice. Yeah, but he always just sounds like that. I honestly think it's him. I, oh, man, I wish I could draw on his name. Yeah, it's, I, I think I've got close <laughs> to, his, <laughs> to, his, to his name. But I'm I'm happy with the look of this trailer. It looks like a fun movie. And with all the other live-action Disney movies coming out, I'm not seeing the appeal in the other ones. Like Dumbo, for me, just a looks like TV a big... TV spots have sort of caught my eye. Dumbo but... looks like a big waste of time. And then just hearing that it's both a remake and a sequel. Because that first movie was like just over an hour long, wasn't it? It was quite short. As old ones are, yeah. Yeah, I can't be doing Dumbo. But <laughs> Aladdin, it actually, it looks pretty good. Oh, I might have you on board then. Yeah, no, I'm going to watch it. Okay. I keep oh. trying to talk my daughter into it. She's not too keen at the moment. I'm going to work on her. Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We got our first trailer. So this is the animated movie where all these characters come together. We literally watched it before we pushed record. Both of us had a great time watching that Look, trailer. The animation itself looks really cool, really fun. Um, just the shading work. Uh, I, I'm liking a lot of the designs. Yeah, I mean, Batman is the weakest for me. He's got, it a, still bit of works. A, he's got yeah. a bit of like a rib thing going on. I, I think it just looks a bit young. Like you get these, like, what is it, like Batman Unlimited or Batman United, whatever those like tie-in animated movies are to the toys. It looks a bit in line with those. The rest of the animation, though, looks absolutely fantastic. The designs of the turtles. But Batman, you know, it looks, it looks okay. But in this, we get Batman fighting Shredder. That's great. <laughs> I never thought, that's, that's I really, really never thought I wanted to see that. And just the little snippets, a lot of action as well in this trailer. But yeah, those snippets of Batman it going up against Shredder. Like Holy a fun movie. shit. Uh, last year, we had Batman meeting Scooby-Doo. This year, it's Batman versus like, the Turtles. We both know how much we both enjoyed that. But this looks like something else. This looks like a whole lot of fun. I mean, I feel like we're getting spoiled, but give us more. <laughs> Who are you going to like have Batman versus or meet next year? My, my, my vote is on Power Rangers. Oh, wow. What year? But in animation? Yeah, mate, they work in comics, don't they? I mean, they like, do work yeah. in comics. They do work in comics. But maybe it would have to be something that is currently a living animation. Maybe. Yes, I, I like the idea of Power Rangers. You know, they did a crossover in the comics. Justice League teamed up with the Power Rangers. Oh. And uh, Aussie writer Tom Taylor did that. It was pretty good. I always I always think of that. Um, it was a Power Rangers in space Don't episode. Say it. Yeah, the Power <laughs> Rangers meets the, meet the Ninja Turtles, and that was like the a, next generation. Yeah, ones. the crossover with that live action Ninja Turtles. That looks atrocious. Show. I've not seen it, but I've seen clips. Mm. It looks pretty terrible. I like space. In space was fun. Anyway. In the comics, <laughs> Turtles crossed over with Ghostbusters, oh, which was yeah. pretty fun. But it, but moving away from Turtles, what I'd like to see, Ghostbusters teaming up with Men in Black. Oh, both of them Sony. See, I was gonna think, I was gonna think Batman and Ghostbusters, just as he said that. But I'm like, mm, he already did the ghost thing with Scooby Doo, so. Yeah, I think Ghostbusters and Men in Black could work really well together. I like how we've done trailer talk and speculation and what we'd like to see all in one. We're a good 15 minutes in. We're doing okay, right. so that was trailer talk, I guess. Now <laughs> on to movie news.
I'll start with The Suicide Squad. Um, now, this isn't the James Gunn news yet. Um, but Idris Elba, bit of casting this year, is in talks to replace Will Smith as Deadshot. It is the James Gunn's Suicide Squad sequel, of course, but not that news that we're waiting for. Anyway, um, we've got a roster as well of the characters. We've got Peacemaker, um, Harley Quinn, but in a reduced capacity, Deadshot, uh, Ratcatcher, King Shark, and Polka Dot Man. Some obscure characters yeah, there. Yeah, what the hell. But let's go back to the recasting. I'm yes. not usually a fan of this, but if you tell me that Idris Elba is going to be a part of the DCEU and playing Deadshot, I'm all for it. Yeah, like, I'm very torn on it because it's like, how can you say no to Idris Elba? Of course, fantastic. He is a great actor. He's got such a but, presence. You know, when we're talking, we were talking about how they were sort of, you know, doing a soft reboot thing on and the Suicide Squad. And they're still said to be doing that. And they can do it with the by just changing the roster of characters and not having to recast... You know, by recasting Deadshot, it seems like, mm, could we not have just had a different character come in? But I think, you know, Deadshot you... must be integral to the story. Is he integral? In, for this or particular this? story, okay. I think he must be, because why would they go to the lengths of recasting when they, they could have just used another character? What I feel is going to happen with the DC films, we're going to be having. Three actors stick around. Margot Robbie, Gal Gadot, and Jason Momoa, and potentially everybody else recast. Oh. I think that's where where it could be going. We'll just have to wait and see on that. But the idea of Idris Elba playing Deadshot does have me excited. And we mentioned a character there, Peacemaker. James Gunn apparently likes Dave Bautista for the role. And we know how much Batista likes and gets along with Gunn. So it would be no surprise for Batista to, to show up in a DC film. You can make film. it happen, yeah. We've got some Black Adam news, so maybe I can just fill in some of your blind spots on what's going on I with, mean, clearly I just wasn't with Shazam. But this is other characters that are said to be appearing in Black Adam's movie. So we've got Hawkman, Stargirl and Atom Smasher. They do currently have roles in the recent script. Now, they could do a rewrite and that may change, but at the moment, we're going to not only get Black Adam as the anti-hero, we're going to get these other characters from the Justice Society of America, which is pretty exciting. But with you asking, is Black Adam going to appear? You'd think... I just if, assumed, and if, then I just kind of forgot about it. If Warners have just had The Rock sitting there all this time... Like, I'm not kidding, it's two, maybe three years ago that he was cast... They've done nothing with him. Mm. They're just saving him. So apparently we're going to get Shazam, then Black Adam, and then maybe a movie with those two together. But either way, I like the fact that they're, they're featuring other DC characters with Black Adam and characters that we might not necessarily see get in their own movies. I mean, Stargirl I mentioned there, she is getting her own TV series on the DC Universe streaming, but obviously this would be not related to that at all. It would very much be its own thing. Okay, now with the Flash, um, you're talking about recasting and stuff. So is Ezra, Ezra Miller still is on the chopping block? Hey, he's worried and he's got a plan. <laughs> he's going to somehow stay in there. So actor Ezra Miller, who plays the Flash, of course, is now said to be writing a version of the script for the Flash movie with comics author Grant Morrison. What did I say? He's got a plan. I, I mean, if that keeps him in or at least keeps him working. Also, Miller would like to see the movie take a darker tone while the studio sees it as more of a fun, light-hearted play. So it sounds like Warner Brothers are following Aquaman's lead 
and that's the direction they're looking to go in. Miller doesn't want to make that Flash movie. I think with with the character of Flash that was established, right? You know, wisecracking jokes, really awkward. I think set him in a dark story, have dark, bad, you know, some rough things happen, but still have his character just be like, look, I'm finding the finding the joy in all of this. Be a nice balance. I've said already I'm not a fan of recasting. Made an exception for Idris. Yep. <laughs> I am not a fan of Ezra as the Flash at all. He was the worst thing in the Justice League movie before. I mean, I was saying that before the Justice League came out. It was, and oh, it's it's not, weirds me out. It's not him as an actor. It's it's how the character is written. Right. I'm just not a fan of it at all. And just, you know, he's got the low intelligence. You know, he, he doesn't know his direction. But would they, saving the people. by recasting him, would they change that at all? Or would they try? I'd like to think so. Mm. It's, it's just all this, like... Yeah, it's, they're it's a bit muddy, starting but, again, aren't they? But they I mean, have said that they're going to focus on individual stories. Gee, that's a good idea. Oh, wow, well, yeah, where'd they get that from? <laughs> they learned that with Aquaman. <laughs> and I guess Wonder Woman. But, um, yeah, so we could be seeing a new Flash. But I, I like, you know, he's showing initiative. Yeah. He's like, you know what? They're, they're taking it all sunshine and rainbows. I'm going to team up with Grant Morrison, a comic book master. And we're going to do a dark and edgy Flash movie. So in your opinion, do you think that by him doing this, it's just keeping him involved? Or is it more so like oh, he's involved in writing and stuff that's going to ensure that he's still cast and continues the role? I, I think he's just working on a Flash movie that he wants to start. Right. He's not liking the direction that it's going in at the moment. And it's the guys, some, a couple of the guys from Spider-Man Homecoming that wrote that movie. Okay. Working on the Flash. Oh right, okay. But then that's not exactly a dark and edgy movie. No, though, I mean that's. But it doesn't need to be, and neither does the Flash. It doesn't. No, it really doesn't. Well, we've arrived. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Disney has officially reinstated James Gunn as the director. What? Nah, I knew. <laughs> Gunn's rehiring takes into account his Suicide Squad plans. So Suicide Squad comes first yeah that was part of the negotiation and then guardians comes after so we're potentially looking at two or three years maybe longer to get guardians volume three but i'd rather wait and get guns movie than a pale imitation because they'd have to either hire a director to go in a completely different direction or hire somebody just do what he did essentially nobody wants that if you look at some of the trilogies you know in the mcu they have kind of done that, you know, you, you get, you know, like a certain type of film for, you know, one and two, and then in the third one, they go in like a crazy different direction. You take Shane Black's Iron Man 3, you got Takara Waititi's uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok. And they work as one and done, but I think Guardians... They want a consistency. Is, it's a special thing. Mm. It's a property that nobody had faith in, really. Like fans and or, you know, it wasn't it's something... Worked. That people thought yeah. could be what it is. But it's worked more so for the first and the second one, but yeah, primarily it's worked both times. And quite it's James well. Gunn. Like, you know, he contributed to the Guardian scenes in Infinity War, we're aware of this. Before it was reinstated, Kevin Feige came out online and he said that people are blowing out of proportion the involvement or the you know the, the input that Gunn has in the cosmic MCU. Saying, you know, he was really downplaying what Gunn actually brought to the table. Okay. 
And then he got reinstated. So he was like, oh, well, really? Because mm, they had plans for him to sort of, you know, yeah, to take off. They did. The MCU into a cosmic direction. And then they sacked him. And that's when Feige was downplaying his involvement. Mm. And now he's back. Mate. Anyway, well, I'm, I'm happy that he's back. <laughs> I think yeah, all good news sort of thing. But it kind of um, it kind of puts a stamp on you know what we've questioned in the past of like you know like you have these directors sort of involved with these studios, especially when you have that Marvel and DC thing. Usually you see them jumping ship and they sort of just go in that direction. You know, oh, Joss Whedon's you know working for DC now. Like you'll never see him with Marvel Studios again. But it's like oh, well James Gunn can kind of do both. He's doing both. Yeah, I think it's a first. I, I would say so. But back to that back, I can think of both studios publishers are aware that it's happening. And now Marvel has mm. to wait for DC to finish. <laughs> and once DC is finished with Gunn, they can have him back. Yeah. Well, I think Marvel have enough uh, movies in this slate. They can wait. They can. <laughs> they, they do, but I, I do think... I mean, the fact they're taking him back in the first place, they want that Guardians trilogy. Mm. They might not be looking for volume four, five, and six, but they want that trilogy. Yeah, they obviously they don't want to wait three, four years for it to come out. They want to get it done. I think outside of the get Avengers it, films... Get James done. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Get it James done. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think outside of the Avengers movies, we're looking at a maximum of a trilogy per character. Okay, yeah. Like Iron Man, oh, Thor, it, Captain yeah. America. You're going to see them again in other movies. So I think as soon as Marvel's got their trilogy... That's it, they're happy. And they're moving on to the next And they can always bring the characters back individually, sort of tying in through. And there's always going to be new characters Mm. that they bring into the fold. We have Captain Marvel, and there's going to always be more characters. Like, for example, if Iron Man does not make it in Endgame, we're never going to see an Iron Man 4, at this stage anyway, right? We're not going to see it. No. Yeah, I tried really hard to give you a segue into Shang-Chi, but you didn't take it. No, didn't. Um... (laughs) But I'll take it now. Okay. Uh, well, I'll try. So, Shang... <laughs> I can't even say his name. Shang-Chi? That's him. Crazy. Oh, so he's another Marvel character that they're into the big yes, screen. Okay. he is. Yeah, well done. Um, yeah, I guess this guy was destined to play his character because he's... Okay. His name is Destin Daniel Cretton. Um, he's directed films with Brie Larson and Michael B. Jordan. And now he's officially joining the MCU. So, the 12 short-term director will helm Shang-Chi... Which is Marvel's first Asian superhero. So I don't think there's any casting at this stage, but they've got a director, they're working on the script, it's happening. Cool. I'll do it. You'll do it. <laughs> and this was the character that was made popular in the 70s. So at the time, you had Iron Fist, Luke Cage, right. all this was going on, martial arts, and yeah, he's getting his own movie. That's pretty exciting. Right, they'll probably release this one before an Avengers movie and bank all the money. Sony's universe <laughs> of Marvel characters. Have you heard that before? Because that is the official name of Sony's Marvel well, Yeah, division. when we did our Venom review, I think. Oh, we, did we talk yeah, about Yeah, we that? established this and how ridiculous that okay, is. Okay, so yeah. Sony's universe of Marvel characters. Ridiculous. So, well, okay, I guess we talked about it already. So that's the official name, if you didn't hear our Venom review. Well, they're aspiring to have several shows that cross over. They're talking movies. TV series, and they're saying they've got projects ready to go very soon. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> look, they movie news they somehow <laughs> knocked it out of the park. I forgot with, we, um, with we mentioned that the big part of that story was the name of the that the, the subdivision within Sony, but we've done it already. Cool, <laughs> so there we go. There's really nothing new there. 
great. They're just talking <laughs> shit. That's what they're doing. They're ambitious. I'll I give mean, them that. They've had success with Venom and uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So they're, they're working on, the- on Morbius. That's They've started filming yeah. Morbius. Quickly, just between us now, let's see if we can come up with something we think sounds a little bit better. And we'll just go off the cuff. So we've got Sony's universe of Marvel characters. What do you think would be a better name? I always said you should reshuffle it just so you get a cool anagram. Um, characters, universe, Marvel, Sony. We're as bad as that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That, that failed. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, so yeah, so Marvel, Sony. Sony, Marvel. Marvel, Sony universe. The MSU. Marvel Sony's Marvel's Again, we're as bad Sony as Sony Universe. Next story. Or Sony's Marvel Universe? Maybe we'll Smoo. brainstorm. <sighs> okay, smooth. Let's go with smooth. <laughs> Let's go with smooth. I just I don't know. I just think it's Smoo. too much of a big mouthful. I get that they want you to know what it is. But you know, like with Dark Universe, I know it, it, it took died us a while. on its arse. It, it took died, us a while to work. It, it died on its arse. I did like Tom Cruise in the Mummy and it didn't do well and they've shelved Dark Universe. But the fact that it's Dark Universal Pictures. Brilliant. Clever. But Dark Universe. And I feel as though they've just not done that yet. Yeah, next story. We've done that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next story is uh, Bumblebee 2. Um, it will be a buddy film, apparently, which uh, will feature Bumblebee and Optimus Prime. Um, an Optimus Prime solo film has been shelved, so not going to happen. But we've also got the Last Night sequel, which is happening Unclear still if Michael Bay will return. So we've got two bits of Transformers news here. We've got Bumblebee 2 on the cards. Buddy. A sequel to that movie we liked. Yeah. A buddy movie. A sequel works. to that prequel, reboot, whatever it was. I think somebody at, oh, what are they calling it now? All Spark Pictures. <laughs> They've come out <laughs> Look, and said better than... <laughs> that they are starting again with Bumblebee. Right. And, I, and they didn't say that until Bumblebee did pretty well at the box office. And that's when they said, oh, you know what? That move that's doing well, yeah, we're going to reboot with that one. Because they we're kind of again. like, it was like, oh, it all kind of fits. But at the same time, it was like, mm, it kind of doesn't. And that, that movie did pretty well, and, and we both liked it. I think I liked it more. But, well, yeah, but we I'm, liked it enough. In fact, well, I liked it a lot, actually. <laughs> it makes sense that you're then going to buddy up Optimus Prime in that movie. I mean, definitely. Especially where it left off. I think they can still tweak it and make it sort of become, a you know, even a, a, a second prequel to that original series like why not and the last night I went to my local library a couple of weeks ago and I picked up the DVD and then I put it back so I just can't where was this local library local library near my house what do you mean like a library library yeah like a like a a library with books books. and they've got DVDs I thought you meant like a movie library no 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 no, just like like a blockbuster like a movie library no wow they got movies the point being (laughs) I I thought about watching it for free yeah they've got heaps of movies and still didn't do it no, I still didn't do it. Wow. You need to go to the library. That's mm, to get a card. Is that you like... do have to get a card? But the well, cards we can talk about this off air. The okay. card, the card is free. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to transform as six. Is it? Would be something like that. I whatever. I yeah. Don't don't want it. Now we're getting a sequel to a movie that is based on a character that I find particularly difficult to say, but I will have a go anyway. We are getting a sequel to. Maleficent. See, I told you. What? <laughs> I told you. What, Maleficent. What, that's her. And the name of the movie. <laughs> it's genetic. I may edit that out. The name of the movie is Mistress of Evil. Sounds Disney, sexy. Disney 
How I say it or the right way? Uh. <laughs> uh, Disney has announced it will be released October of this year. Very. That's moved up from... From next year. Yeah, it was going to yeah, be next year. Yeah, moved it up. And they've put a poster out. Angelina Jolie yeah. back in the title role of that character. Poster you know who she is. Makes it official. Yeah, it's it's happening. And again, October this year. Deal, I wasn't keen on that first one. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Yeah, in fact, you know what? I'm not necessarily planned. enjoying these live action Disney movies. And I actually quite liked that one. No, it's weird. Like I've not seen Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, a lot of them. I've just not bothered with them. But that one was okay. I think it's because it wasn't necessarily a remake of a cartoon yeah, it was watched years ago. It's kind of, it a prequel story. It's own thing. Yeah, this is a live-action movie, wasn't it? So, sequel. Another yeah. one. Okay, well, speaking of Disney, Disney Plus um, is a big one, I guess. So the entire Disney movie library will be available to stream with Disney Plus, according to the Disney Lords. But they've also came out, they've said... Do you understand the whole concept of, like, the Disney vault, you know, when you put... It's that M-word... Uh, was it an R-word? Anyway, the Disney <laughs> I don't vault. Know it's like memorment... I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, the, they put, put... It's a like movie. a marketing strategy. Yeah. They put their movies away. You can't buy them brand new, officially a retail, for a few years. And then they'll re-release them. And it's like, charge heaps for them. <laughs> it works. People do it. Like, they buy it, and you get different versions of... of you know, the home releases and stuff. So apparently they're scrapping all that. What do you reckon this means for home releases of movies, the Disney movies? Do you think they're done? Home release in general, I think, is just going to struggle. Everything's streaming. You you know, you've got your Netflix, all your different streaming services like Warner Media, they're launching theirs. You've got iTunes. People are just renting online now. I think there's still a lot of people that still like physical media and of our age though and I know we're different age yeah, but, yeah. do you know what, but our age oh, between bracket. so between like 20 and 40 I'm not saying <coughs> not saying that's our span but you know like no, but I just mean that moving forward like DVDs Blu-rays it's going to matter less and less like my home computer doesn't have a CD drive that's crazy it does not have one I just think that's where it's going to be going. So Disney are right in... They're just going to put everything in their streaming service. Crazy. And they don't have to do what you were talking about before, where is they can take releases, put them back in the vault, hold on to them for a few years, and then release them as special editions, push up the price, and people will pay for it. I don't... like. I, I still don't see home video going away anytime soon. Not for no, a decade or no, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, don't think anytime soon, but it is... It's going to phase oh, out. We'll get there eventually. Because we're going to keep buying it, and the people younger than us are going to keep buying it. But younger than them, they're not really. Because why would they? Their kids now like, just all they know is streaming. They're like, what's a DVD? Like, what's a Blu-ray? It's crazy. Like when I was a kid and I wanted to watch a like a TV show, I just had to sit and wait until it came on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Similar age bracket, but like kids today. YouTube, Netflix. I hate them all. Like, catch up. It. it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it, it's so easy and accessible. And you you don't need to own it like you used to. Like, remember, you know, when VHS came out and DVD, it was it was different. I think what everyone needs to remember, I, I, I guess, is if everything does become 100% just digital, at no point... Like, I mean, you're saying like we don't need to own it, but like, yeah, we won't own our own personal copy. And at any point... The, those movies can be pulled, taken away legally. I mean, like we wouldn't be able to legally access them. You know, it's 
So it's just good to have those physical copies. It is. It is. I mean, I, I watch movies almost on a weekly basis. And on Saturday night, I will rent a movie from iTunes. I've never bought one. I've never seen the value in that. Like if I would still go out and buy the Blu-ray if, if I wanted to own a movie. But renting it, I would just stream it. That's, right. that's an easier way to Yeah, so you get a couple dollars and you get to view the movie. And then it's done. It's sort well, of like going to the cinema. It is, but you we pay a couple do- well, a few good dollars. We and you still watch got it. that thought of wanting to have it and own it. I just think decades from now, it's you know, yeah, generations yeah. from One now, day it's just it's, it's just not going to be there. And it's you know it's all going to be mm. streaming. This little uh, Disney Vault story. It blew up. I didn't, I didn't I think apologize. it was going to do all this. I just wanted to know your thoughts. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> it was an interesting <laughs> conversation. The Conjuring 3 will reportedly shoot this June and may have a werewolf in it. What? Why not? Okay. Why not? Give me a werewolf. Is that what we've been waiting for? I've been waiting for the, uh, the oh, Conjuring no. 3, absolutely. But a werewolf. Okay. Yeah, I mean, That's... The Conjuring, we've talked about it before. This is one of those rarities, if not the, the only one of its kind, where we actually, the main films, you've got The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, there is now more spin-offs of The Conjuring <laughs> than Conjuring films. Should we jump into the spin-off news? <laughs> well, I've got some surprise spin-off news because you're talking about Annabelle getting a title. Mm. Before we get there, I've got some news that you may not know. There's a movie that we've decided we will cover on the podcast. It wasn't always on the schedule. The Curse of La Llorona. Okay. It's actually a confirmed spin-off of The Conjuring. Oh, On wow. all the marketing, the posters... Like uh, from the producers of the Conjuring universe. Yeah, yeah. Which implies that it's okay. It's made by the same exactly. Bloomhouse, that, that all is that kind what of jazz. it's about. Is put in the US. They've just had a convention, or so they just had like a big like horror screening festival. And uh, yes, okay. So it's been confirmed thanks to the inclusion of actor Tony Amendola, who is reprising the role of Father Perez from the first Annabelle movie. Oh. It connects it with an actor. Right. That's almost a spoiler. But okay, yes. But it's out there. Uh, it's out yes, there yeah. for people to know. So I think, if anything, like that, just that little piece of news there, I don't feel spoiled. I find I'm more driven more to watch that movie It's now. weird because when we first heard of that movie and I had misread the posters and I, I thought, oh, this is a new, another spin-off, much like The Nun or, the, of, of course, Annabelle. And I was like, oh, yeah, a new country movie called whatever. And then I was like, I looked into it more, and I was like, oh no, it's it's not set in the same universe. It's oh no, I was like, I still watch it, but you know, because they make good movies. But I guess this, yeah, I well, guess we're back. So, we're this back. is so clever because it's going to be connected by a character played by the same actor. That's all it takes. I really like that. All it takes. It is all it takes. Mm. So again, The Conjuring, more spin-offs than actual Conjuring movies. So Annabelle three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we did get a title. Uh, there's a little. It's like a 15, 20 second teaser or something. Very brief. 30 seconds even. Um, Annabelle Comes Home. That's that's the That was the teaser. It was just a title announcement, really. So we've got Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, and Annabelle Comes Home. So I'm assuming this will be the one where, by the end of the movie, the Warrens will potentially probably show up, appear, and I'm trying not to say take possession, because uh, but they will come into contact with it and take her home, I'm but guessing. But isn't it crazy that... The spin-off as a complete trilogy before the conjuring. Yeah, it's mental. It's mental. But I, I, I I enjoy all these movies, and apparently we're still going to be getting the Crooked Man. Uh, we had the Nun last year. We didn't do a podcast, um, but I enjoyed that movie. 
more more conjuring <laughs> so i like it i'm i'm really into that idea so hopefully people don't feel spoiled by by that, uh, yeah, that announcement it. of the yeah, the it. actor reprising his role and uh, and that's it for movie news so let's move swiftly into tv news yeah we'll start off with arrow um CW superhero show, we all know about it. Recently announced the eighth season will be the last one. This is something you predicted as well. Um, it's going to be a shorter season as well, 10 episodes. Where what, usually it's like about 22, 23? Yeah, tw- like about 22. Um, yeah, I I was surprised by this. I did feel as though Arrow was getting to a point, although I'm still enjoying it, it kind of run its course or it's on its way to running course. I mean, there's, there's things that's happening in the current season that they can't undo. And I'm not necessarily fans of a fan of all the things that they're doing. So you know, for however long the show goes, that's always going to be a thing. And I'm purposely not spoiling what's going on. Fair enough. I'd have no idea. Um, but but Stephen Amell did. He was the one that wanted to move on. It felt fine. as though he didn't want to outstay his welcome. They they told their stories, and and for him, he thought the show got to the point, and, and the show had always been more than Oliver Queen, like the Hood or Green Arrow, the Arrow. Is more is more of a symbol. Are you are you predicting a death with the character? We know we're getting the crossover crisis on Infinite Earths. I I don't want to see him die, but maybe maybe because okay. obviously if he does survive, it's still open. He can jump in and out of random I would, episodes. I, I, I of prefer Flash, that. Supergirl I prefer whatever. that. Like yeah. he's still around there, but the show is is coming to an end. So you're right. We're going to get ten final final episodes, but we're still watching season seven. It's still happening. Yeah, and it's a good season. And then we're going to have the hiatus or the break between seasons and then it's going to come back. So it's not like, oh, it's cancelled. When this season finishes, that's it, there's no more. So they've really got a long lead-in so they can clearly end it the way that they want to. With with a plan, yeah. So yeah, so he went to the studio. Maybe you can continue without me. We've got all these characters and actors, but the decision was ultimately made. It will end with, with Arrow Season 8. And that's going to be it. And then there's all talks online... What does this mean? Like, it's, you know, the, the DC TV shows, as you've said, you've got Flash, no, Supergirl, all of them. All but what the... I'm getting at is, what do we call it now? Because it's always been the Arrowverse. Oh, good started. I think you just stick with Arrowverse. It doesn't matter that Arrow is finished. Potentially, it, at least if his character isn't around, the other ones will be. And it's what it is. You don't just mm. suddenly change it. You have other characters from Arrow appearing in the other ones, I'm sure. Like I think you keep You've had Arrowverse. how many supers or heroes, whatever you call them, you know, costumed vigilantes uh, have popped up. Metahumans, yeah. Yeah, well, what ifs? <laughs> like, they're <laughs> going to be in and out. But I was generally surprised, though, because you look at shows on the CW, like Supernatural, like, what are they up to, season 15? I think so. Something yeah. ridiculous. I'm still up to, like, eight. I, I, I got lost way back way back <laughs> when and I, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to catch up although I did tune back in for that crossover episode as, with Scooby as did I yeah. as you know I had to but yes Arrow I, I just kind of thought these shows just were going to continue forever oh. <laughs> it takes a lot for CW to cancel a show and I guess when your star wants to leave that's, the, that's, that's going to be that's the time we've got some Swamp Thing news and once again, DC is doing what DC likes to do. They are recruiting Adrian Barbaro, who played Alice Gable in the Wes Craven's 1982 Swamp Thing movie, to be in the new TV series. Cool. We don't know if she's going to be reprising 
the same role or if she's going to be playing someone completely different. But we've talked about it a lot on this podcast. We're fans of when DC do this. When they brought John Wesley's ship into The Flash, Helen Slater into Supergirl, it just makes sense. But With, with be... The Flash example, the same character, was it not? It was the same he, character? No, he, he came back as Barry Allen's dad. Oh, Very oh. much a different character. Oh, who am I thinking? Later on, he played a version of Barry Allen. I don't want to get into, yeah, into yeah, spoilers. But Swamp Thing, I'm not too familiar, the, the movie at least. But they're bringing back a, an actress, and that's always good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Marvel Studios is reportedly developing a what-if animated series for Disney+, Plus that will show alternate events to key moments in the MCU history, but the stories will not be considered canon. So just a little fun, much like the comic series that did the same thing. Can you think of any examples? Oh, no, no, exactly like that. <laughs> it's exactly that. Oh, yeah. And they, they recently brought it back, and, and one that comes to mind, it was basically Peter Parker becoming the Punisher. That was a, that was a recent one. So it's like, he's, it's like he's got the Spider-Man costume, but he's got the skull on the chest, he's got a gun in each hand, and... Okay. Shooting. But do they give a legitimate reason to why it happened? Oh, yeah. always, always. Okay. Because it's, you know, the, the so log like, line is like, what if dot, dot, dot. Like so his family got yeah. gunned down, held violently. And so something and... always happens. Like maybe it was, I didn't read that particular comic, it's a recent one, but maybe it was Aunt May and Uncle Ben together and that's what, that's what drives him. But they always go and you get these different takes on the characters that you know. So it's interesting. I mean, if they're going to do it as like one and done's, but say a twenty-minute episode, sort of like like they did their one shots, you know, back in the day. Like, yeah, now, so um, like a, a bit longer, like an anthology series. Yeah. So you get like a different, you know, character and twist each time. I think yeah, they could bring a lot of big characters. There, especially yeah, with the established MCU, it could be fun. Is that Marvel? You know, the big entertainers on the big screen and the small screen in live action. You know, some hits and misses there. But the animation, it seems like they're putting a lot of focus on the kids, which is fine because, you know, you need to grow your audience. Mm. But it sounds like with what Kevin Smith's doing with Howard the Duck and with this What If series, it sounds like they're going into maybe a bit more mature territory. Yeah. I just want to draw attention to the fact that I mentioned Howard the Duck. I did say (laughs) last episode I was going to try and bring him up each. Episode of the it's like Howard the Duck will now be our little our cameo character. Howard the Duck has been talked about across three consecutive movie shows. Uh, let's not so. stop now. <laughs> Next time, I won't mention it. Yes. I'll mention him, just not the fact that I've done it. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you like this or not. In general, do you like the Lord of the Rings? It movies? took me a while. I'll be honest. It took me a while to really get on on board. It was only a couple of years ago that I. Rewatched the original trilogy and was like, oh, "This is actually pretty cool." I'm still not all about it, but um, no, I enjoy the movies. I've seen the first two, the beginning of the third, yeah. the end of the third, and the first Hobbit. Sure, that, that's that's all I've seen. <laughs> Do you know what? I've only seen the first Hobbit as well. Yeah, for some reason, just just wasn't interested in continuing the Hobbit. Is the middle of Return of the King any good? <laughs> that's the bit. That that's where I want to. I think I know big, the answer, but where did you? <laughs> Where did you watch the beginning and then the end? At somebody's house. Oh, many, many moons ago. I thought it ago. might have been at work many when we used ago. to work no, together. It was not. No, remember it was when, many, many remember it used ago. to always be played for a while? Yeah, it was. It got a lot of sc- we used to work in a comic shop and he got a lot of screen time <laughs> in, in the shop, in, ca- in case you were wondering. 
You were being very vague about what you were saying. No, no, no. I was like, do people know our mythology? <laughs> but Lord of the Rings, yeah, okay. So I've not got that much interest. Yeah. But it's coming to TV. Amazon are looking to put a hell of a lot of money behind this. We know Game of Thrones is coming to the end, which is leaving a gap in the market. And <laughs> Lord of the Rings is looking to take its place. We've got a little bit more information. It's confirmed to take place during the Second Age, a 3,441-year period so there's a lot of room to tell stories there, which saw the creation of the One Ring and the rise and first defeat of Sauron. That was cool. Christopher Lee, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, so, so when is the second? That's age? all I've got. Is it in no between idea. the Hobbit and the Fellowship of the Ring? I guess. I mean, it's it's going to be before the Fellowship. It's a prequel to to the main series because there was speculate speculation at first. Are they just going to remake those movies? Yeah. Oh wait, no, the ring, telling new stories. The Ring is in the Hobbit movies, I think. I think. I don't know. We're the wrong people for this, I believe. Well, this is the creation of the Rings. So yeah, taking it way back it to the beginning. Be way back, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's I, um, that's what we think of. <laughs> that's our knowledge on Lord of the Rings. But okay, mm. so but that that's giving people like. A wide window of where this movie or this TV series will be set. Well, work it out for yourself. <laughs> and that's it for TV news. Sure. Recommend. What do you got? Okay. Um, it's a it's a bit of a weird one, and I've only seen a couple of these. Um, it's called Love, Death, and Robots, and it's on Netflix. Um, it's a bunch of different animation animation styles, little anthology series. Um, a lot of them are about robots, and there's big names attached. You've got David yeah. Fincher, um, the director of. The first Deadpool movie, I'm blanking on his name. I got nothing. Keep talking, I'll get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so different directors, obviously different voice actors for the characters, but they're all little sort of, uh, they're like little, they're little art, a lot of them little artsy sort of pieces, but you can get a lot of enjoyment out of them. They're quite short, some are like, there's as little as six minutes long to you know, 20 odd minutes. So even if you're just like in between trying to find something to watch or you just need something to put on real quick, chuck one of these on and check it out. There's one about yogurt. Um, like it's taken over the world, I think. Um, it's just madness. There's there's one about just these two robots and they're just sort of sitting around and it's just really weird. It's, just, it's hard to sort of explain what is... Because they're all so different. I did, check them out. I did see it added, and I did add it to my list, and then I removed it without watching any. So maybe yeah. I'll, I'll go back and have a look. I mean, just check out some of the short ones. Like I said, like there's there's a couple that's like six minutes long. And there's one with live-action actors, and Topher Grace is one of the guys. Oh, I might not have come across that one yet. but I'll, one. I'll just scroll down just have a look at what we've got coming up. And Tim Miller is the director of Deadpool. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is involved with David Fincher in producing and putting this yeah. TV series oh, together. Excellent. I feel like we really need to bring back our Netflix bell. Because <laughs> I just say that is on Netflix. It was so loud. It was very loud. And it just didn't stop. It, it served a purpose. I mean, it was really like an old school shot bell, wasn't it? Yeah. Maybe we could just like a buzzer. Like also a on Netflix. Yes. Thing, I'm going to recommend <laughs> <laughs> Afterlife. Yes. Okay. This was a show that I was waiting for. There's six episodes altogether. Each one goes for, say, half an hour, maybe 25 minutes. And this is the new Ricky Gervais show. It's for Netflix, and it very much plays like a movie. Okay, it's about 20 minutes an episode, so you're essentially looking at across six episodes, about a a two-and-a-half-hour movie. 
and it works that way. It's the first thing that Ricky Gervais has made that you, you do need to watch in order. Like, if you're going back and watching, you know, The Office or Extras, you don't need to watch them in order because there's not, like, this linear story that you need to follow. Much like a, a generic sitcom, you know. You can pick it and choose every now and then. Yeah, like the odd and, episode, and, you... and this movie, I would say, although at times, when it's funny, it is absolutely hilarious. But this is a drama first, comedy second. Right, so like, this, this is a really emotional series. Ooh. Like, it, it takes you on a journey. If you're unfamiliar, you've got... Gervais's character Tony after his wife dies unexpectedly his nice guy persona is altered into an impulsive devil may care attitude taking his old world by storm so he starts you know pushing back on the people that care for him and and he's just not taking any shit like he's just standing up for himself and he's kind of like you know, sometimes you'll have a thought, oh, I just wish, or I, I don't want to do this, and, and he's doing and saying all that. And I, I'm five out of six episodes in, so no doubt there's, you know, I'm heading towards a conclusion. <laughs> it's <and there's>, disappointing. <laughs> well, hopefully not, but it, I, I don't, I really, I can't see that happening, mm-hmm. but I just think that obviously he's been doing things a certain way for, you know, the, for the reasons that I've said, and, and things are going to change because he's on a particular trajectory, and there's some really confronting things in here that you know like back when he did the office on the bbc he wouldn't have been able to do what he's doing in this what you're seeing in here like most tv shows would steer steer clear Mm. away from the subject matter it is a really confronting at times beautiful series and again when it's funny it's really funny now i am a big fan of ricky gervais anyway but i think because he's Again, like, you know, when it's dark, it's really dark and it takes you so close to the edge. And then when it pulls you back with a little bit of humour, maybe that humour is heightened from what you've just seen. Fantastic show. It is absolutely brilliant and it's just six episodes and you can just binge it as a movie. Very cool. Recommend it. Absolutely. Speaking very highly of it. And now we'll break for a quick commercial. Hi, I'm Jason. And I'm Rod. We're the hosts of Rewind and Review, a member of the That Film Stew podcast family. That's right. Come join us every month as we rewind the old VHS tapes and give you reviews of movies and TV shows from the past. Whether there's a remake or a sequel coming out, or a notable anniversary of a film's release, or it might just be a movie or a TV series that we really love, we'll look for any excuse to bring you a Rewind and Review. Podcasts are released once a month, so check out iTunes and SoundCloud or follow That Film Stew on social media. Rewind and Review. Listen, comment, follow, share. And we're back. We're going to close out on some trivia. Got to be honest, although we've talked a lot this episode, the actual topics were quite few. So so I struggled a little bit, but I got some trivia. You know that movie that came out in 2012, The Avengers? I was going to jokingly say, well, The Avengers? (laughs) Well, I was just reading something on that after struggling for a long time to find something. And this was more, I found this interesting than like oh wow great trivia i mean if you think it's great trivia let the people know oh, but, but anyway let yeah. me um let me just tell you suspense <laughs> build up, okay chris evans was unsure about his character's line i understood that reference because he was worried that it would make audiences think that his character was unintelligent however he was quickly comforted after he watched the movie with an audience and he saw that they found the line humorous as opposed to stupid. 
Now again, it's not necessarily trivia, but it's something that I found personally interesting because that's one of the most quoted lines from the MCU. Yeah. And I never took it as him being stupid. If anything, what I wanted from his character from that movie, because this was the first one after he had been unfrozen, I wanted a lot more of him like... Like, what the hell's happened to the world? Like, what is all this crazy technology, dialogue, and I guess, yeah, references, pop culture, you know, like things he wouldn't understand. And they, they went into a little bit with Winter Soldier and stuff, and there are some deleted scenes from the Avengers where he's like, someone's telling him at a cafe about Wi-Fi, and he's like, something with a radio or something. You know, a little bit more like that would have been fun. No, it was completely fine. And funny, it's a funny line. Yeah, uh, yeah. So again, that was probably more interesting than than trivia. You know, when I was looking for for something as well, and I and I settled on this, so I settled. I was happy with this, <laughs> and, I, and I and I picked this. It was fun. <laughs> what I did read, you know, the line in the Avengers, and still talking about that movie <laughs> all these years later, <laughs> and you've got you know the big void in in space, and then Iron Man free falls, and he's. He's not responding. And then Hulk like screams in his face. That was an ad lib by Mark Ruffalo in mocap. And they put it in the movie. Oh, so Apparently in, in wasn't mocap scripted. he just screamed at it. He screamed in down his face. Wow. And it's in the movie. And again, another favourite scene from the movie. Like, I guess that's why people say, you know, you can't write stuff like that. It's like, it just happened. But when you've got caliber of actors that you have in these movies mm. yeah the, you you're know, gonna get things like prosthetics that. and mocap suits and everything else but these you know they're fully great actors and, yeah and that is a great scene oh. that was a great scene tell me nobody kissed me what did you say tell me nobody kissed me oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well that's it for that movie show please go subscribe and download this podcast on itunes and soundcloud and please leave us a review it helps listeners just like you find the podcast we are on social media you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram as that films you podcast and don't forget our new website that films podcast.com if you haven't already make sure you check out our recent review of captain marvel just in case you want to hear us talk marvel some more you know it sounds like comics have a recent episode looking at firefly that old show not that old Oldish. And Rewind and Review have an upcoming review on 1999's 10 Things I Had About You. So that'll be interesting. I've not seen that movie for a long time. It's been a while. But I still have the DVD. Um. Always liked that film. <laughs> my favourite... In fact, you know what? From all these you know, romantic comedies, teen movies, all of them, my favourite exchange of dialogue is still 10 Things I About You when you've got Joseph Gordon-Lover and he's like, she kissed me. Where? The car. <laughs> love it it just still to this day it just works yeah I won't share my thoughts on the movie we'll save it for that for that podcast wait for it well you've been listening to Luke and Jason the guys from that film stew see you soon oh shit you did <laughs> I talked about Arrow a lot then. I thought, <laughs> I, thought I did the Arrow story. <laughs>